Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to another episode of the Beer Ladies podcast. We are so glad you're back for our second season and we are off and running. I'm Lisa and I'm your host today and I have three wonderful co-hosts with me. I have Katie, Carolyn and Erica. Say hi everyone. Hi. Now before we go around with what are we drinking and dive into our topic today, do you want to encourage everyone to like, subscribe, leave reviews. We really appreciate it. It does help. And you can find us on pretty much at Beer Ladies Podcast almost everywhere, except where we had to shorten it to at Beer Ladies Pod. But you can get us all the places you get your podcasts on your Spotify's, on all your podcatchers, and of course on YouTube. And so for those of you who are watching on YouTube, you can see us in all of our Oktoberfest glory. Ah! So <laughs> we are talking Oktoberfest, but we're also talking beer festivals in general. But you know, if you've got the stuff, you have to have the excuse to, to break these things out. So again, for those of you watching on video, you can see all of this. For those of you just listening, we'll, we'll put some pictures up on the socials. So do go check us out there again at Beer Ladies Pod or at Beer Ladies Podcast in most places. So come find us. So with all of the pleasantries out of the way, we'll go around with what are you drinking? So Katie, let's start with you. So uh, I struggled to find an Oktoberfest beer, but I've, I've gone German. I am drinking a Weisser Hirsch, which oh. is a Weissen Hell. Very nice. Mm. Very and I nice. love these bottles with the flip cap. They make, you, flip cap. they make you feel like you're in, I don't know, like the 1850s, <laughs> drinking, drinking back your Very beer. True. It's a lovely uh, Hefeweizen. It's, it's uh, delicious. I have my Stein. Very nice. Which was uh, acquired from a, a legitimate supplier to the Oktoberfest. <laughs> legitimate supplier. Did, well, they, it's so, really too big to just stick in a purse, isn't it? I mean, you really wouldn't want to smuggle those home. You kind of have to plan your strategy, yeah, yeah for yeah. that. <laughs> and make sure it's like you're Absolutely. about to go back to the hotel or your tent or wherever <laughs> you're going back to straight afterwards. Because they're heavy as well, you know? Oh, they're, they're sturdy. Yeah. 
They really are. They really are wonderful. And Carolyn, how, how about yourself? What have you got? For- I'm drinking an Icelandic white ale with coriander and orange peel. I'm oh, not even going to try to pronounce it because I don't <laughs> even know how to say it. <laughs> I'm not going to butcher it. Uh, it's brewed from Iceland, but I think it's distributed out of California. So this is the one that I'm drinking Very and it's good. pretty good. Yeah, I've liked their stuff. And we'll, we'll put links in the show notes. And of course, we'll, we'll have it on the socials when we drop this episode. And how about yourself, Erica? Um, so I've got Erdinger Oktoberfest Weissbrow. Yeah. And it has a colorful label with the Bavarian flag colors of blue and white, as well as a woman wearing dirndl and a man wearing lederhosen and lots of proper glassware. And it's <laughs> one that I had on tap in paddle appeal a couple of summer uh when okay autumns ago uh yeah on tap so wonderful and uh, i've also gone for one of the traditional ones i have a weinsteffner fest beer um although again possibly surprising for some of our north american listeners it is not easy to find fest beers at least so far this year in ireland they're just not making their way here, although I did uh, I did find them at uh, at, at Martin's uh, over in Fairview for those in Dublin, and it's a it's a lovely sort of pale gold color. And I'm again for those just listening, I'm showing it. It's it's in a boot from a, uh, a different uh, different Oktoberfest. It's the same one I got the hat for. It's a Lucky Envelope Brewing in Seattle. They have a, a lovely moving Oktoberfest that goes from brewery to brewery to brewery over there, and uh, they, these are. These are part of the package. You get to take it home. It's not just a, a thing you you walk out with. But uh, but that said, uh, it's it's strangely difficult to find Oktoberfests here. They are certainly all over North America by this time of the year. And again, probably there's you know so many people of German heritage that they just make them there. And we'll talk really briefly about some of the differences between the ones you get in Germany and the ones you tend to get in in North America. But it's uh, it's very interesting to me that it's it's kind of hard to find. Um, and again, shout out to Martins for for having a couple. And I know that Beer Cloud, uh, but again, they're not sponsoring us or anything. We just like them because they're really nice and they do a great job. We'll have all of the big six Oktoberfests ready in a box, uh, hopefully in a couple weeks' time. So is that that's the Beer Club? Uh, the Beer Club, yes. Yeah, sorry, not yeah. Beer Cloud, but they're also wonderful. So yeah, uh, yeah, they're both so wonderful. They are. So yes, so the Beer Club will have their their big six Oktoberfest box. So looking forward to that and again they're they're not sending it to us for free or anything they're just really nice and we appreciate them getting it so with that said i'll do a very quick history what is oktoberfest why do we do this um so i wrote an article a few years back for serious eats about oktoberfest and and i think most people are probably vaguely aware that it did start off as something to do with the wedding party so when uh, I have to go back and see which prince it was. So Prince Ludwig I of Bavaria, when he got married in 1810, October 12, 1810, um, you know, the, the whole uh, city decided to throw a party to celebrate the posh people because, you know, why not? That's, uh, that's what you do. Um, again, for Irish listeners, you may know him better as the guy who Lola Montez was having an affair with for many years, but also Oktoberfest. So... I- I yeah. don't know who Lola Montez. She is. was a famous courtesan, and she oh. pretended to be Spanish, but she was Irish. Um, it, she's a fascinating woman. Definitely look her up. But uh, you know, she, her big thing was um, having fancy rich men across Europe, um, you know, kind of be her sugar daddy and 
fair play to her. She uh, she earned a living that way. But uh, yeah, so when we actually start to to sort of see Oktoberfest kicking off, it actually starts off with horse racing as one of the big sort of draws. That's what people came into. And they didn't add the food and drink stalls as a regular part of things until 1818. But then um, beginning in 1887, so again, this is kind of off and on, off and on. That's when we start to get the traditional lederhosen and dirndls as kind of your your attire at Oktoberfest. Um, and again, you actually get the permanent beer halls, again, in Munich, starting in 1896. So that doesn't really, you know, it, it takes a while for a lot of these things that are very much part and parcel of the, the modern Oktoberfest to really come into being. But I mean, of course, now it's it's almost like a St. Paddy's Day kind of thing. Everyone has an Oktoberfest every year in the everywhere in the world. One of the biggest is in Brazil. So they are everywhere, all over the place. But uh, I think, again, one of the interesting things, and I think, Carolyn, you, you mentioned it before, is that Oktoberfest in Germany, and I'm showing mine again, tends to be very pale, very light golden, tend to be a little lower in alcohol, whereas some of the ones you get in North America tend to be a sort of sweeter, maltier, usually a little bit of a darker amber, and they tend to be higher in alcohol. So you may not want to have three liters of an American Oktoberfest, or you, you may... Uh, you may have certain regrets. So I, I don't know, Carolyn, we'll start with you. And any favorites uh, of North Yeah, American so in Texas, we have Wurstfest in New Braunfels, which hmm. is very Czech and German oh. influenced area of Texas. And uh, I actually looked it up. It started in 1961. The um, Ed Gris was the city meat inspector and created a festival in honor of sausage and then 1963 is when they started horse fest so it runs for two weeks it's right near my college town so of course the downside is when you're older there's a bunch of drunk college kids running around (laughs) (laughs) also we don't do beer signs we do pitchers because plastic pitchers because if anybody drops up (laughs) they don't have to clean up glass (laughs) so it's but it's fun. I like I'm going this year. It's always fun to go. They always have sausage and then they have typical Texas stuff as well on the menu. But they do a good job of adding German influences such as the the hearts, uh, the the cookie hearts. And I don't know what yeah. they're called. I know <laughs> so what you mean. Yeah, the cookie hearts. Yep. Yeah. And so they do it and like they do a good job of of adding the uh and everybody, all the workers are dressed mostly in German attire, lederhosens or dirndls. So there you go. Very nice. Excellent. I've also been to Oktoberfest and I enjoyed it. <laughs> the one in Munich. Same, same. It is uh, an experience I would highly recommend to people to do at least once in your life. Excellent. Is there? A, did you either of you have a favorite tent or do you kind of just, does it all blur together after a while? Well, I was told that it's very hard to get into tents if you don't have a table. So mm-hmm. my aunt's friend got a table. So we were in the Polliner tent. Very nice. So that was yeah. fun. And I was not that organized at all. <laughs> Landed over going, oh, crap, we need to be in a tent. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or they don't serve you unless you're sitting down. Right. Um, so uh, I think the f- we went on the the very start I can't even remember what year it was it's about 20 years ago and um I think after the first day and the weekends so we were there during the week and it was fine and they even have like uh family days 
Hmm. Yeah. Or you can bring your children into the tents and so now you can't have them if it's not family day, obviously, because there's drunken people <laughs> lying around the place. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was after we were we were we went midweek. Well we went we arrived at the weekend, but we stayed I think we flew back on a on like a Thursday. So we had it was fine midweek for us to not have booked a table and just rock up somewhere and find a place to sit. Nice. And yeah. we were but a now I wanna... of about six. Yeah. Yeah. And now I want to go back and go to Germany and do like some of the smaller beer festivals around that time. I think that'd be mm. like the more local ones. I feel like that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. because um, you can only get the six beers that are brewed in Munich at the Oktoberfest. So if you if you think of it as something like, you know, the Great British Beer Fest or a Brewers Fest in the US, it's you don't have all of these little styles and a little tasting glass you you are yeah. very restricted as to what you can drink yeah and absolutely eat. yeah although again i i would welcome some some pretzels that would be fantastic i think uh, again business opportunity Any, anyone in ireland soft pretzels that you know you'll you make a killing you know put them in a pub salty there's a bunch of americans that want soft pretzels <laughs> yes please please <laughs> that yeah. too absolutely. i love i got um when i was there i got they like they sell chickens and i don't know if oh, they yeah. they cook them in butter or something so you've uh, have you had a hard days on the uh, steins you know <laughs> and it arrives and it's just it's it is probably a heart attack waiting to happen but it is delicious it was the nicest chicken i have ever ever tasted oh, and then you have wonderful. they serve your verse as well there oh it was lovely lovely everything was amazing yeah how about yourself erica um, well, I think I mentioned this last season that I grew up near one of the largest um, German populations. So um, in Minnesota, there's a town that is 66% of German ancestry. And I think that's the most per capita, oh, wow. per capita yeah. in the US. Um, and I'm going to be going back to Minnesota and to Colorado in a few weeks for a holiday. So we'll be having lots of Oktoberfest and pumpkin beers um, oh. and going to Shell's Brewery, which is the second oldest family run brewery oh, in wonderful. the U.S., um, founded in 1860. Um, so, yeah, like I before I would have turned 21 and been able to have beer, um, would have enjoyed like the live music. Like we learned mm. polka dancing in school, <laughs> um, the, the schnitzel and curry verst, um, the costumes, the decorations. And then um, as an adult, I spent a lot of time living in Boston. So like Harpoon and Sam Adams had their own festivals. And one of my favorite Oktoberfest was actually at the Maryland Zoo in Baltimore. It oh, was called October Fest, and they had a little polar bear logo. Um, but I'm in the throes of planning my 14th trip to Germany, and I kind of have an unpopular opinion that I really don't like crowds and have no mm. desire um, to go now. to Oktoberfest yeah. itself. And this was even before COVID. Um, I kind of like more of a quiet, low-key pub um, where I can maybe practice German and learn more about the history yeah. and culture than be in a really loud environment um yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah and I, I've only been to Munich in the you know in the off season so I've been to all of the the beer halls you know the sort of the the bits that they extend the tents out of but it's been you know very low-key very calm although of course 
you know, they were still very much for the tourists where they'd have the bands and, and all of that kind of thing. But at least it was a little more, um, I don't want to say introspective, but but definitely a little bit more low key. And so you could try different things. And because it wasn't Oktoberfest too, you could have all the other seasonal beers, not just sure. the Fest beer, but uh, or, or the Mertzen, depending on. But uh, mm. I've definitely been in the spring and had some really lovely, like my box and Keller beers and just really, really nice to to have some of that variety, which which like you're saying, Katie, that's not what you get at Oktoberfest. It's just this is it's so. going to be, you know, what you get from each tent and, and and off you go and you'll like it. So, I mean, you will like it. It's delicious. But... Oh, you you do like it. It is delicious. <laughs> it is so delicious. Absolutely. And uh, and I would you were you were where you were in your intro, you were talking about tips for for going to festivals. Yes. If anybody is going, I would urge them to learn a very complicated little German song called I'm Prosit. <laughs> and it basically goes, I'm Prosit, I'm Prosit, Der Gemutlichkeit. And then it just keeps repeating that over and over okay. and again. Okay. But you can totally impress your friends because they will play it. And everybody starts singing it with their steins. And uh, I think it just means it's it's like a toast to all of our Makes well-being sense. and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah but um, we're, all, we're all due, right? You know, there we are. So it's it's literally four words. You can do that if you ever go <laughs> go there. Okay. Absolutely, absolutely. And I and I've got. I'm just showing the the camera. I've got my little Oktoberfest T-shirt on too, so it looks like uh, looks like Lederhosen. But this is from again the 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 uh, sort of moving Oktoberfest I mentioned before, which happens in in Seattle in the the Ballard neighborhood, where you go from brewery to brewery, and it's nice because it's both a mix of just kind of sheer sort of bacchanalia but you can also bring your kids there's activities and the the pro tip there is to stay sort of one stop ahead of where the oompa band is because as soon as the band rolls in <laughs> it all kicks off but if you're kind of one you know one brewery ahead it's very chill kids can play at the you know the kids games uh you can get things like you know this lovely boot and uh, the hats and um all kinds of fun stuff as you as you carry on but it's it's nice that it's, it really does have that kind of community feel where, you know, everyone is welcome. Everyone just sort of turns up and, and they do kind of, again, cheat a little bit more. You can get all your fest beers, but you can also get whatever other thing is there. It's just that if you get your fest beer, you usually get a boot like this or, or a Stein or something else just to, to take home. So it's, it's a nice, uh, it's just a nice way of doing it. And it's, um, it's definitely a, a festival I miss because it was a lot of fun. And I think, you know, they, they do a good job and it's just really well organized. But uh, I think with, with that said, we want to talk about other beer fests, too, and mm -hmm. kind of some of our favorites, uh, some maybe that we've seen things we don't like. And I think we want to really, uh, you know, have a sort of uh, th that sort of cautious eye, too, that you have to have when you're a woman attending a beer fest, because sometimes mm -hmm. you just got to have your wits about you, even if you're in a group. But that said, who wants to who wants to lead off? Does anyone have a favorite festival that they really enjoyed and hope is coming back, or or even something where you're like, "Wow, this went south." <laughs> um, I'll start off. Um, a couple years ago, I went to ABV Fest, which was in Belfast, and it was held in a really beautiful historical church. Okay. And I found that the staff were really friendly. Um, there was plenty of water. There were timed entrances um, and they had really good um, food options. So you could stay hydrated and kind of coat your stomach. Um, I think I had like a mac and cheese burger with um, <laughs> McKellar beer in it. Um, I think they stopped running it um, just before COVID hit anyway. But um, 
it was nice to be able to talk to the brewers and learn something about those specific beers and just to have almost like a family friendly atmosphere like it it was um like quiet enough and yeah I guess for my personality that was like a little more um yeah yeah easy going I guess yeah. Yeah. And I think like what you're saying, I think timed entry really can make a big difference of keeping the crowds a manageable size so that you can actually talk to people and not feel like it's just a, a kind of moving disaster, but <laughs> definitely. How about you, Carolyn? Um, well, because I've only really been to Oktoberfest and Warshfest. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're both different. That I counts. mean, the problem I have with Warshfest is that they don't have a lot of Oktoberfest beers. I think they have like Shiner, which is a Texas-based beer. They have Shiner Bach Oktoberfest, but like they'll have like IPAs and they'll have like Coors Light or Miller's Light. That's great, but like it's great if you're day drinking. Let me put it like that. If you're day drinking, you obviously want the. And your goal is to get drunk, then you want the the one that you can easily drink. But I wish I have not been in a couple years, so hopefully this year they'll have some more options and maybe some more Oktoberfest beers. That would be fun. Um, I don't like that it's always packed. And I mean, I went to school 30 minutes from there. So there's always a bunch of drunk college kids, me being one of them at one point in time. But now that I'm older, I'm like, can we go earlier in the day? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so that's when you that's like... when you know you're getting old, isn't it? <laughs> and you're like, and we have to pre-book to get a seat because I'm not standing all night. Yeah. Well, no, oh. you don't pre-book seats here. Like you, it's a free for all. If you find a table, you better grab it and have somebody go get your beers or whatever you need because you'll lose it. So. Yeah. I prefer to day drink nowadays. <laughs> What's well, just more low key, right? I mean, it's all it's yeah. all good. Yeah, having that table is important. How about you, Katie? Oh, I think um, one of the more memorable festivals I've had was an Oktoberfest. It was in a tiny little town called uh, Taibe in uh, the West Bank in Palestine. Oh, wow. uh, I was living in Jerusalem at the time. And uh, I, my husband and kids, all I think our youngest would have been five or six at the time. So we all set off on our trek from Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. We got a bus to Ramallah. Uh, uh, it was a regular, regular big bus. Yeah. And then we ended up on like a, a smaller little mini bus from uh, Ramallah out to Taiba. And um, it was it was really cool. So, yeah, it was a trek getting there and a trek getting home as well. Um, the brewers are a Christian family, so obviously um, other religions that 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 live in the West Bank, some of most of them don't drink. Mm. Most of the people, but um, they are. It's a family-run brewery. They have a great day. They have entertainment for the children. They have balloons and face painting, and you can try all of their range. And they have like local crafts from from people living in the West Bank and it it was absolutely lovely day out and then it's like you're at the thing and then every now and again they'll say okay who wants to go for a tour of the brewery and you literally you walk down the road past a goat or whatever and they bring you in and go this is our brewery and it's there there was yeah there's lots of goats and were the kids allowed inside the children yeah it was all outdoors okay um because the weather was the weather is nice yeah. There. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> it yeah. was in it was in September, I believe. Oh, yeah. so not too hot. Yeah. 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 No, it was it was lovely. It was lovely. There were lovely food options. It was great. 
Um, so that was definitely the most memorable. I like, um, I've been to, like to the Oregon Brewers Fest. Oh, me too. Yes. Yeah. I love that. That's big, big, big business. Yeah. Uh, I, and that's an interesting one too, because it, it is family friendly as well. Although there's so much, like it's this, just the scale of it is so big that it's nice. You can go in and out and yes, you can take, take the kids, but it's also kind of like, it's so big. Do you necessarily want to? Like it's, it's a lot to, you know, you don't want to have you know, like 30 tastings when you're trying to you know, watch your <laughs> trying to Exactly. Much. Trying to make sure a six-year-old doesn't run off and, uh, you know, yeah. and um, I, well, I don't, I wasn't there with children at the time, so I don't actually remember what kind of activities they had or anything like that for children. I, I feel like there were a couple, but they were like, they, they were sort of age appropriate for neither kid at that point. So one was like, mm. whatever. And the other one was too small. It was like, uh, so yeah. Missed the mark, but uh, but again, they, they tried. I mean, it was good that you could do that, and you could again wander in and out, which was nice. But it's uh, it's it's still a lot. So I, I'm a little bit I don't know wary of some of the 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 family friendly brewers festivals or, or brewing festivals, with the exception of one or two Oktoberfests, where I know it's there is something to do, and it's not the kind of scene where people are just like gonna try fifty different beers because then even if you're still being responsible, other people yeah. are not. Um, yeah. Just because of the sheer number, so it's uh, it, it's one of those things you have to kind of keep an eye out for. And and, and again, I, th- I think Carolyn, your point about tables, I can think of a couple festivals I've been to where that's where I've had kind of so, you know a couple of not so great experiences of sort of having to share a table with people, which mm. should be fine, but having a couple kind of creeper dudes yeah. at those tables where you're just like, really? And again, if you're there with friends or you know, especially either with you know uh, you know male friends, etc., there's someone usually there to be like um maybe lay off but you know people have had a couple drinks and they start to feel like you're their best friend you're like no no dude (laughs) and uh and again I've never had anything that felt like it was a a dangerous situation necessarily but definitely things I was like "Mm," you know spidey sense is off and now I have to leave this table because there's a weird guy here and annoyed that you know I'm the one who had to leave so I think if they have a good security team, um, then they would be astute to kind of see yeah. and hear what's going on and help take care of that. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Another point, I think, for women attending mm-hmm. festivals is to kind of have a buddy with you and, yeah. you know, um, make sure that there are ample bathrooms with toilet paper and just oh, kind yeah, of practical totally. stuff. Um, and just, yeah, waiting around and making sure that you're your friend is safe. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. definitely. Even uh, I will say I've had some wonderful experiences. Uh Seattle has this women and beer festival that is phenomenal, just really really good, but again, you want to be mindful of your surroundings and just it's a pretty big festival and uh I think I've almost always gone alone, but I've always at least known enough people there that you can kind of mm-hmm. you know, keep an eye out and and even if you're not kind of with someone, you're still kind of um in someone's line of sight, if you like. But but again, you know, you want to be mindful of, am I eating enough? Am I drinking mm-hmm. enough water? You know, you, you have to be, you know, thoughtful about that kind of thing. And I think one of my, the big things I've learned kind of over the years is if you don't like something, you can pour it out. You don't have to finish the sample of yep. the 9% beer that you're like, you know, this wasn't my thing. You know, don't be precious about it. You know, yes, someone made it and it may be fantastic for someone, but if it's not for you, don't feel yeah. bad about pouring it out getting some water, you know, taking a break. I think it's, it's important to pace yourself at these things. And it can feel um, sometimes, again, if it's a big festival, if there's 70 tables and you want to try something from all sure. of them, that, 
that adds up. So you got to be, you know. Yeah, I would say a pointer for that is if they have a really good um, printed out program, then you can kind of pick and choose and prioritize where you want to go, what you want to drink, and then take advantage of any free samples and um, maybe make notes in your untapped or take photos of what you want to go back to and um, always have a plan of like how you're getting home. Like ideally it would be in a place that's accessible to public transport or would have enough taxis. Um, Yeah. I actually just remembered this. I went to a beer festival in Ukraine I just Ukraine. remember this is wow. yeah I went to beer festival in Ukraine I was visiting my friend she's like there's this beer fest going on do you want to go and I was like of course I want to go so I remember that being a lot of fun of course it was helpful to have somebody that spoke Ukrainian because not right. everybody speaks English <laughs> and Ukrainian I've tried to learn a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with Science and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Very, very hard. (laughs) I've tried oh my gosh that's so that one was fun because it was just something different I mean it was still like a similar concept but it was just I got to try different beers I don't remember what I drank but I remember the meat good so oh nice and so that you don't get much of that I I wonder though if I went to one of my you know local eastern European markets if there would be more Ukrainian beer there's you know certainly Polish beer I wonder yeah yeah I don't know Another, like, I've been to a beer fest. So I was at the Great British Beer Festival uh, one year as well. Have you been to that, Lisa? I've never been to the Great British or, or Great American, neither ah. one. So. I just found you have to pick and choose because there's just so much mm. there. You are not going to get to try. Yeah, even, even, yeah. even like, I don't know, like a tenth of, of the beer. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a great one for cask. 
if, if oh, you like yeah. cask. Like it's not specifically cask, but they will have a cask area. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah. Which is a, ha, which never made it well. Isn't isn't in Ireland really at the moment? Cask. Not at the moment. No, I was, not I was really, hoping there no. would be more back, but not yet. Um, I think maybe once things open up more, like the Galway Bay pubs and yeah. um, JW Sweetman's and the Underdog would have some. Um, yeah, I was going to say about kind of what's important to you to be drinking. We went to Hagstravaganza in Ballymote Sligo a couple years ago, and I picked out all the milkshake IPAs because that's one of my favorite styles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know I'm weird that way. A lot of people don't like them, but uh, yeah, like I just stuck to that. So I wasn't really going for crazy high ABVs or large volumes. Like I was really pacing myself and also um I think it's important to have like non-alcoholic options there oh, yeah. too yeah yeah absolutely and I, I there were a couple of festivals I used to go to uh back in Philadelphia there there's actually a wonderful cask festival in Philadelphia that Yards has the Yards Real Ale Festival which is great and again they have good food things like that I used to go to a cask festival in Seattle too which was great for the cask but almost no food and not even stuff that you mm. could like like, yes, you could bring things in from outside, but I'm also like, you know, guys, and granted things were lower ABV by, by US standards, but still sure. like you want to have more than like some pretzels like, and like hard pretzels, not yeah. like at least something with some heft to it. And I always thought like, could you not just get a, a vendor in just someone to have, you know, cheese or just anything. So it's not just like carbs on carbs on carbs. And, and I can remember getting into conversation with a woman at, at this was specifically at one of the Seattle cast fests who was, was like, I've saved all my calories so I can just drink. I haven't eaten anything today. I was like, Oh honey, no, 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 <laughs> don't, no, this is uh, a bad idea. And then I felt like I had to like follow her around and be like, are you with someone? Like just, yeah. Yeah. Pro tip, eat food, eat don't. food. Yes. Be smart. <laughs> I think yes. that's an advantage of um, the big grill, which was in Herbert park as well, because oh. a, a huge portion of the festival is the barbecue side of it so they've got loads of food options not just the craft beer and um I find if you're kind of uh going from craft beer to craft beer like um you can kind of get a headache or a stomach mm. ache so yeah I would say yeah. you're kind of being mindful of that and then planning maybe tokens or do they have a card reader or just knowing how you're gonna yeah. buy and maybe okay, it's 5 p.m. I should have something now. And yeah, and the big grill is a really, it's a really family friendly, family oriented. It is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They have um, games and music and the couple of times that I've been there, um, I was just really impressed with how it was run. And a few of these festivals have either been virtual or postponed to 2022 yeah. and beyond. So uh yeah, we'd like to see some of those back. Oh, absolutely. Well, I have my tickets for Fidelity, which yes, will cancel yeah. this year. Yes, so for next I'm year not- now. So hopefully that will that will happen in 2022. Fingers crossed. I'm I'm really, really hoping. I, I've, I've not been to a previous Fidelity, so this will be my first time, but really Same. it's going to be good. Here too. And I, I think it's cool that it's all inclusive. So, yeah. you know, like you're not having to buy beer once you get there. It's it's with your ticket. And the Mansion House is just a gorgeous venue as well. 
Yeah. yeah and, and that can really add something like the, the ambiance of this of of where it is if it's not just kind of not just in a tent which is can be fine like mm-hmm. we're talking about oktoberfest but one of my favorite beer festivals and it's gone through a lot of different names was was in philadelphia and it would be at the penn museum and so mm-hmm. it's in just a beautiful one of the beautiful asian galleries and you're, you're surrounded by sort of golden buddhas and it's it's just a, a an amazing room now also problematic because colonialism but it's a beautiful room and I, I you know went to many many different iterations of that festival and met michael jackson on a number of occasions and he was always so nice and so lovely mm. and and i think again that's the big bit of getting to talk to people um sure especially people who are just so in the industry and so kind of um revered someone like him but I, I always got a very, very friendly vibe. I, I never had, and I know some people run into the things well, where they'll, they'll go to a, a stand and they'd be like, you know, only talking to, you know, someone's male partner or, or that kind of thing. Yeah. I've never had that happen. I've seen it happen to other people. So I know it happens, but I, I've been lucky enough that it's never happened to me because I would mm. just be like, really? Like, <laughs> come on. But I, I think, I, again, I've been fortunate that at least at that time, sort of, you know, early 2000s, it was just very, very inclusive. And, and you felt like people mm. did want to kind of cultivate new, uh, you know, new customers, if you like, they, you know, from from anywhere, they didn't want to cut anyone out. And, and I don't know that there's a, I don't think people are trying to do that necessarily. But again, you, you see that come up at festivals. And that's always something where you're like, sure, why, you know, you know, just be thoughtful. Yeah. I, I think there is um, a female festival, like F-E-M hyphen A-L-E yeah. down in yeah. Cork at um, Franciscan Well. Yeah, I, I would have gone to that if they'd had it again. But um, I think that was a lot of female speakers and, um, mm-hmm. you know, leaders in the industry and women-led breweries. So um, yeah, that would be more of like a themed one. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I, I think some of the themed ones are so interesting too, whether it's kind of who's doing the brewing or, mm-hmm. you know, if it's an all like, like, you know, thinking about in Germany, there's also the strong beer festival in, mm-hmm. I think it's in March, which I don't know that I could do. I think it would be, I'd have like one or two and then I'd be, <laughs> I'd be out <laughs> for, uh, for that. But I, you know, I've, I've also been to kind of almost accidentally like one or two sour fest and you know, I love mm-hmm. a goza, but I can't have, you know, even just in sample size, I can't have like 10 or 12 of them, but you know, if it's like 40 different stalls, I'm like, guys, I can't, I can't do it. I'm I'm glad this is here for all y'all who love it, but it's just like, my digestive system does not want that. So, you know, there's something for everyone, but, uh, you know, I think again, you want to kind of be mindful of, especially if you're buying tickets for it, is it something you really want to, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of invest in and, and I think now, and, and I'm curious how you all feel about this too. I think now that, you know, we've seen more and more, especially with the Great American Beer Festival happening uh, this past week, you know, we've seen a couple of breweries kind of lauded for their beer, but we know that they've been bad actors behind the scenes in at least a few mm-hmm. cases. And mm-hmm. I don't feel great about that. And it's like, as a consumer, what can you do to kind of, apart sure. from not buy it, you know, because if you go to a festival they're there or they're not. And in some cases, festivals are going to, you know, take a stand and say, hey, you know, we've seen Brewery X or Brewery Y do a bad thing. We don't want you guys here, but who's the right person to step up? And and I don't know if there's a good answer, but. Yeah, I would say with um, a lot of the stories on Instagram coming out about um, employees being racist or sexist or homophobic, um, there's definitely a space to share stories yeah. and to learn um, maybe which breweries you might want to boycott. But I think 
sadly, a lot of those people um, like wouldn't feel comfortable being super open and transparent. Yeah. You know, they might be using a pseudonym, um, but I, I, I'm glad that the awareness is there because I think it's been boiling under the surface for a long yeah. time. Um, yeah, I, I agree. And, and it's certainly a little bit of a different thing with either GABF or GBBF, where they're also just giving medals out. So that's that's part of it, but not, you know, there's also the sort of tasting element of it. And it's, again, kind of, kind of as a consumer, you, you only know what you know, like you may not know that Brewery X did terrible thing Y or sure. is alleged to have. So, you know, it, it can be, um, it can be tricky because you want to support the industry and you want to support people in it. Mm -hmm. And there may be fantastic people who work for Brewery or bar x or y you know it's not their fault necessarily so how do you you know how do you balance that but i think especially exactly. in that festival setting it can be hard to kind of um I'm trying to think what's a good word sort of be able to kind of exercise that consumer judgment because at least if you're not buying it you're not buying it but if they're at a festival you know, do you just not try like again you're not mm. doing anything in air quotes meaningful but you can kind of sure. at least still have the conversation sometimes with people yeah i think that's that's important is just um to kind of pass along that knowledge and have discussions with others and yeah. maybe we will eventually see change in the next few years yeah and, and i will say i think some of the recent things coming out have meant that now that festivals are starting up again people are on let's say broadly better behavior at these kind mm -hmm. of very public settings um at least I've not heard anything terrible coming out from the, the festivals that have happened so far. But but again, you tend to hear about these things very much after the fact. But but I think it's, again, kind of as a bigger consumer, you always have to kind of keep an eye out like, oh, do I want to support X or Y? And then it just gets so hard, too, because at a certain size, like you, you don't know what's going on behind mm -hmm. the scenes. And, uh, you know, so it's so it's tricky, although I think there's the flip side, too, because there are big breweries making great beer and you want to go to a festival and try these things. True. And it's uh you know, the FOMO is real when it comes to a festival. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. You had mentioned Merzen beer earlier, yeah. and I was wondering if we could circle back to that. Because um, I believe back in was it the 12th of October, 1810, when the German Oktoberfest first started, um, Merzen beer actually became the official beer of the yeah. festival. And eventually it was sort of an annual festival to celebrate agriculture and I think it shifted from October to September to kind mm, of yeah. coincide with the the hops harvest um yeah but the the Meritzen um is called a March beer and it was yeah. illegal to brew beer between the 23rd of April and the 29th of September um so to prepare for those long summers the brewers were producing large quantities to last them until the autumn so I just thought that was interesting because I'm sure it's yeah. a bit different now with um, climate change and Oktoberfest happening in other countries but um, yeah like there weren't really Oktoberfest beers um, as a term until 1872 and that would have been um, Spaten um, who were the first brewery to coin that terminology. Yeah, and it's it's a really interesting thing, too, because, you know, at least per BJCP, they're all the same. But I, I feel like, and I, I could be wrong about this, but I feel like, at least like in North America, your Mertzens do tend to be more on the, the maltier, sort of sweeter side, while your kind of Oktoberfests tend to be a little bit lighter, but not necessarily. I mean, it was with all these things, there's, there's so much variation. And, uh, you know, from Pennsylvania, Victory makes a fest beer that's one of my favorite things in the world but it's 
it's definitely on that sort of, um, you know, darker, sort of sweeter end of the spectrum. And, and, and you know, again, some of these, do they cross into kind of Vienna logger territory? Probably. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah. uh, it's an interesting thing, though, because I, and, and I, I do feel like to an extent more maybe on over here on the European side of the Atlantic, like the Oktoberfests tend to be the, the lighter, more golden versus the kind of, you know, more amber loggers. But again, it's, it's yeah. not 100%. Yeah, and I think um, back when Dublin had an Oktoberfest, I want to say Erdinger were kind of one of the sponsors. Yeah. Um, it took place down in George's Dock, but it was something that kind of fizzled out um, pre-COVID. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do yeah. we want to list the six breweries that are kind of the exclusive Ooh, official? Yeah, no, let's beers. do it. So we have your... your we'll do a competition. Weinsteifener oh, <laughs> won, though. I didn't think Weinsteifener was one. No, so and Erdinger not. isn't either. No, no, so. it, but Spaten is. Yes, Spaten. Um, yes, Hofbrau. Hofbrau. Yep. Augustinier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a uh, Hacker Shore. Shore. Paulaner. Yeah. And who's the last one? The I one. think it's Lowenbrau. Oh, yes. Lowenbrau. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, good job, everyone. You guys are smart. <laughs> now I had to think about that for a while. I have a little Hofbrau um, sort of stoneware cup, but little like literally, it's like the size of a, a thimble, and it's <laughs> adorable. Uh, but you're not going to drink much out of it. No, and it's funny because when I went to that Hofbrau house in Munich, um, and you sit with people that you don't know, oh. uh, the people across mm-hmm. from me were wearing a Minnesota jumper. Oh, um, how funny! So like. We're from the same place. And then we got talking about the big Catholic farming communities. And oh wow. Both of my parents have German roots. And I've done um 23andMe. So yeah. I can actually yeah. see in Bavaria like where my heritage is from. And it's oh, kind cool. of like a third home to me at this stage. But um I also have a story from the Hofbrau house when Ooh. I was there. So yeah, you talk about these, you you just have big bench tables where you just end up sitting with with complete randomers and we were sitting with a a bloke and his girlfriend and uh he was german uh they were both german and he was i was really nervous and we were like is there something dodgy going on there and then she went to the bathroom right and he was like i'm going to propose to her tonight yeah and he was shitting bricks like getting ready for this and we were like oh my god you have to do it and what do you want us to do yeah so uh we got them to shout it out over the the the, the system oh that's adorable and uh then he, he yeah he asked her and then we all bought him beer i don't know maybe yeah. this was a stunt was this a stunt <laughs> i hope not i hope not I, if, he genuinely... nervous, if he was acting nervous the whole time i don't think so yeah, yeah. and it was it was he was visibly nervous Aww. you know yes. <laughs> it was so did she cute. say yes she that's did, the real yeah. okay <laughs> Oh, how sweet. That's amazing. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah, I just, the location is lovely just for, for if you want to just strike yeah. up a conversation with, yeah. with someone, anyone, you know? And yeah. for our listeners um, who aren't on YouTube, uh, Katie is wearing Dirndl and she has it's her hair amazing. in pigtails with a, a background of Zoom that looks like a German beer hall. And I was wondering, do you, do you guys like to buy merch when you're at a festival? Is that important oh, that's to a have question. shirts or, or glassware or uh, bags? I do like to have it, but then I, I sometimes come home with things I didn't 
anticipate buying. So oh, we are going to need an example of of what you have brought home that you didn't anticipate buying. Especially, well, the biggest thing for me is usually t-shirts that would never fit me. So I'll come home with like a big like men's fit like shirt. I'm like, it was the only one they had. And I'm like, but did I need this? You know, maybe not. So again, I love a festival where they have where it's size inclusive, where it's, you know, men's mm-hmm. and women's fits, um, even the ones that have like kid sizes, fantastic, let's let's do the whole thing. But I've definitely come home with things where I'm like, I, I look at it in the cold light of day, the next day I'm like, I'm never gonna wear it. Like, it, yeah, come on. <laughs> so I tend to go for something small or cheap these days, like a yeah. sticker or I guess face mask. Um, Because at a certain point, I was like, how many beanies do I really need? You know, Um, but I've done something kind of cool where I have about three dozen or so um, Irish uh, beer t-shirts and we're making a quilt that has at least 24 panels. um, So it's like a t-shirt quilt. Yeah. So I think for something like that, the size doesn't really matter, even if it's worn to the gym or as pajama tops. So yeah. Oh, that's a smart idea. I've done that with some of some of my kids clothes that they've outgrown, but that's, that's smart. I was just looking because I've got a, um, I've got somewhere a tasting glass for my very first beer festival in 1999. <laughs> Old. Um, but I was looking back at that one. And again, we'll, we'll put a link in the show notes because it's up on the Wayback Machine. Um, but I, I, I almost kind of feel like I, I sort of imprinted on that festival. It was the Mountain View Small Brewers Festival in, in Northern California. And they gave you a beautiful tasting glass. But I can remember going to that wanted to try everything being like how come everyone here is an older dude with a beard which is <laughs> what it was like back then and that was like it i was one of like two women there mm-hmm. and all the beers had sort of slightly like D kind of names they were all named after dragons or you know it was <laughs> it was adorable in retrospect but i remember coming home with like two just enormous men's t-shirts because that's just what there was and i feel like I, i've repeated that pattern you know over, <laughs> over the years but uh but yeah, somewhere still have the uh, still have the glass and still have some some shirts I bought there. But uh, I actually have a really nice shirt from the Oregon one. Um, but again, it, it's funny the shirt is really well fitted, but it has two like blokes with the beards on them. Where it's just like it, it's at that point you just have to go with it. It's just fun. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I yeah I have some of the the little uh, mugs from the Oregon Brewers Fest as oh, well, yeah. and they're great because yeah. they're plastic, so you can get them mm. to tilt. They're great Those for the nice. kids. They're great, Absolutely. and they they bounce. They're brilliant. Yes. Absolutely. But yeah, I would buy I would buy glassware and maybe t shirts um, or mugs yeah. or something. And like I like that. it when they give away the stickers and, and maybe like beer mats where you can just like you know come yeah. home with a bag. I mean, th- that's my other actually festival pro tip is to wear a cycling top because you've got the little pockets in the back, mm-hmm. and if you're coming home with beer mats and stickers, you're just like stick them in the back and. You don't need to carry anything. So sure. it's, and you can also put in a, uh, have a water bottle too, so that you're mm. not having to rely on other people. So pro tip. Yeah. And I, well, I would like to know, like post COVID, you know, what, what do we want to see our beer festivals like in terms of cleanliness or hand oh, sanitizers yeah. or. Oh know. my God. One of the things that I'm loving about post COVID life or COVID life in Ireland is table service. Mm. Oh my God. Right. Yeah, I know. And I do know it gets rid of some of the spontaneity of chatting sure. to randomers at the bar and stuff. But oh, my, it's so good. I love yeah. it. 
I really like it too. I, I, I agree. I don't know, Carolyn, how is it in Texas? I feel like you guys are probably, we're open. I mean, everything's open. I mean, they do, they still do. Some places do a better job at social distancing tables than others. I mean, that's just the, but most people are back. I mean, Austin, so most people are vaccinated. I mean, the third shot is out right now. So, I mean, yeah. It's, I mean, everything's yeah. open. I went to a brewery and a distillery yesterday. I mean, they were both outside. So, but for the most part, they try to have, it's just too hot. Which, actually, yesterday it was perfect, oh, but okay. like it was perfect. But normally it's just too hot to be outside. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I literally turned on my heating for the first time <laughs> since last spring today because it's just, could, it's chilly today it was i could yeah. smell someone's coal fire as but, i was walking but, uh, <laughs> but things i like to get uh it's a big north american things is koozies like I oh, yeah. like <laughs> yeah. they're easy if i lose it i have like a pile of ones that i don't really yeah. want to lose and then i have a pile of ones that i don't care about so it's just kind of nice to like have some just to like if i lose it i lose it and anytime i go to concerts or whatever, I'll grab a koozie just because it's easy to carry. Yeah, it's not a t-shirt. Like if I lose it, it's like two dollars or five dollars. I'm not gonna be mad about it. But like versus a t-shirt, I have to carry. I try to. I'm with Erica. I try to get little stuff because I don't want to have to carry it all yeah. day. Sure. Yeah, I get stickers. Like love stickers because small. Even like yeah. bottle openers. Bottle openers are nice, but not the cheap ones that fall apart. Like no one right. wants no. that. No, I. The kind are the cheap I like... ones that don't yeah. actually fit? the the bottle lid yeah, yeah. I hate those. what were you good what were you saying erica well hope um beer sent me a free one with a merchandise order recently and it's kind of like uh, oh, the size nice. of a credit card and it's metal and i'll never lose it like it's just very sturdy won't break and it, it looks cool like it has one of their oh, logos that. on it yeah. I, I think i've got a rye river one that's very similar oh, very good. Nice yeah. sturdy yeah. More of those. Nice. Yeah. If you're listening, Small, though. We want more. Small. Yeah, we like these. We're going to manifest more credit these card VA. size. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, and again, the, the metal, so they're not going to break. It's it's really solid. It's And it's nice. You know, again, you mm. can put your logo on it, make it really attractive. It doesn't have to be this cheap, like, plastic kind of a thing. You know? And it's yeah. not like an Uber hipster. Yeah. <laughs> Bottle opener. I think I got one once that was just basically a nail in a little bit of wood. Oh. <laughs> and I tried to open beers with it and it just didn't work. I was like, oh, no. Oh, absolutely. Well, I, I you know, like you say, like I'm I'm looking forward to the festivals being kind of you know, relatively small in terms of numbers, but just so mm. you don't get those big crowds. But I, I do kind of miss that thing where there's one of those things that everyone knows that like the one beer is the one everyone at this festival wants to get. And there's kind of a queue for the one beer. But again, I like it if it's, if it's sort of, you know, timed tickets so you can get there early, try that beer before it's, it's mm-hmm. jam packed. And, and yeah. I think at the, the Midlands beer festival, a couple of weeks ago here in Ireland, I know there was one of those beers where that thing happened. Cause I feel like that's sort of a staple of every yes. festival. It has to be the one beer that everyone's lines up for and then they run out of it and it's it's just kind of it's just kind of a tradition it's kind of a ritual it's nice yeah at the um, rds that was yeah. definitely the trouble um pumpkin brew like uh, it, it sold out underway. very quickly that's right We're making it right now so i'm sorry oh, katie i think i talked over you there <laughs> oh no that's fine oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> no yeah um 
I am. So I have tickets. I'm going to the Oktoberfest in Dead Center. Oh, yes. Oh, cool. Now, it's not because of our restrictions in Ireland. It's not until the end of October. But yeah, okay. um, uh, something to look forward to. So I have yeah. dusted off my, my outfit. Oh, <laughs> you know, absolutely. I'll be looking forward to it. I if you see it. me there, I... say hi. I would have been there if it hadn't been for I will have no childcare that weekend. So uh, uh, otherwise. It's, it's a fun spot. And Athlone is easy to get to on the train. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have never been. Well, I have been to Athlone. I've never been to Dead Center, though. Yeah, yeah. They have a really cool um, space that has a patio along the river. And... Oh, yeah. that's nice. Oh, wonderful. Well, I think we're, we're about to, to wrap up. I don't know. Anyone have anything else they're looking forward to or any other beer festival pro tips? Um, well, I, I would like to see something come back to the Dunleary Ferry Terminal um, because that oh. was just ar- around the harbor and they had food trucks, um, which I think post-COVID would be nicer than yeah. the ones in the convention center or the RDS. Um, and I'm looking forward to going to Vienna. Um, I'll be there for the Christmas markets. So, oh, um, be yeah. <laughs> Excellent. How about you, Carolyn? Uh, nope. I mean, just... October. I mean, worst fest. You're talking on. You're talking on. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's in it's in November, and it's our homecoming game for school. Which no, I mean, I don't go to the game, but just to see (laughs) random people. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I don't know. Maybe I'll do a beer festival in my back garden. So y'all are welcome to come over, and you you know, we can just. I'll be there in spirit. I'll be there. You can zoom me in. (laughs) We'll zoom you in. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Or we could go like ABBA and hologram you in or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. Well, Digital. wonderful. Well, we will go ahead and wrap up. So thank you so much to Katie, Carolyn, and Erica. And again, like, subscribe at Beer Ladies Pod or at Beer Ladies Podcast. We really appreciate all of you listening, liking, subscribing. And with that, we will say goodbye. So thank you, everyone. Goodbye. See you. Prost. Bye. Prost. Prost. <laughs>
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.